largest privately owned tank collection I mean, that's just crazy yeah it's uh like well they've got everything from like actual tanks like panzers and stuff like that and i don't know the first thing about tanks it's not yeah not before it, it boom. i'm like yeah it's it's got tracks and a big ass gun that's what i know um but the guns man like that's if you're into gear that's the way to like it, there's no better place. Like, I I've had to walk the institute probably a dozen times, and I find something new every single time. Like M one thirty fours, Russian Krinks, uh, Sturmgewehrs, uh, Dutch AR ten machine guns. Like the most ridiculous. Like imagine something, and that's what like it's there. <laughs> like the Matrix. Yeah. With that, with that first scene with all the guns, it's almost like that. Um, <laughs> it's just, it's such a cool place, and the reason they have it is for a few reasons. Like invest, invest value in our company by having these objects that are worth extraordinary amounts of money, but it also gives the ability to designers to go up, grab something off the wall, and work on it to, you know, to use it as a reference to building another idea that they have going on. So it's a, it's a really cool, unique tool, and. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, if you're a gun guy, it just there's, it's if I die, I want that to be heavy. <laughs> we'll, we'll hide your ashes somewhere among the collection. Yeah, like seriously, scatter me over some belt feds and uh, STG forty four, and just let me be. <laughs> uh, that is awesome. Welcome everyone to the uh, Guns, Gear, and Beer podcast. I'm your host, Derek Campbell. Uh, I'm joined today again by. Adam Peeney from Knight's Armament. As yeah. you heard, we were just discussing the the wonderland of toys that Knight's Armament has stashed away in Florida. I mean, they're not stashed. I mean, it's um, it's open invite. Uh, well, not open invite. You got to call and set up like a tour and everything. But um, it's the largest privately owned collection outside of the mil- or outside of the government. Uh, that, and, and it's everything awesome. you ever imagine. That's surprising. I always thought that one of the largest private collections was an individual out here in Colorado called Dragon Man. Uh, that if you if you go and Google him, he has uh, a big tank collection as well and a shooting range and a lot of guns. It doesn't compare. It, oh, that's awesome. Because like I've seen the video that he did. And yeah, the, the tanks. Um, I mean, if you're going just simply on that, it, it it's like comparing, uh, you know, a Honda Civic to a Ferrari, like in that quality. <laughs> oh my goodness! Do they ever take them out for test drives? Yeah, we do actually. That that is awesome. Yeah. Um, so I'm assuming you have guys that surely just not your average everyday mechanic can know how to. Yeah, um, a hundred-year-old death machine. Yeah, uh, they have their own. So the the IMT um, is its own separate entity. Um, 
Yeah, they've got their own staff of really, really knowledge, knowledgeable curators. Uh, Corey Wardrop up there uh, is an absolute um, wealth of knowledge. Um, what we have, where they came from, the history of certain things. Uh, it's broken down in the modern section by countries. Um, so you can like, you'd be like, oh, I wonder what the Chilean army has used. You go to where Chile is and you can see <laughs> all their modern battle rifles. That is so cool. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, like I said, it's really neat. I sometimes skip lunch just to go hang out. Um, and so it's like, it's, it's right off or it's on property with, uh, with the office and all that. Yep. Yeah. We're all housed within the same building on, uh, on the same campus ground. Um, you know, I got to, to finally like check a gun off the bucket list and shoot a, uh, an RPD. And I was like, or sorry, RPK. And I was like, this is the coolest belt that I have ever shot. And, it, it, it really took over. Like, I used to be a big 240 guy. I was like, man, this gun's just super accurate. Recoil is not bad. It's just heavy as fuck. And then I shot that gun and was like, it's simple, it's accurate, it's reliable, and it's built like a fucking tank. Yep. Just make sure your arm isn't in front of the ejection port. It really spits out that brass with some pepper yeah. behind it. It hucks it. Like, I'm talking not like, oh, it doesn't throw, you know, three to five feet. It's like it throws at 15 to 20. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's, like I said, it's simple. And it shoots a big all round. Are you familiar with uh, Mystery Ranch? Uh, yes. Right, Up gonna, in Montana, I believe. Yep, in Bozeman. Uh, I'm going to send an invite to a guy named Lance Lombard. Uh, he is their military product manager. Uh, so if there's any, like, if you want to talk backpacks and gear, he's the dude to talk to. Um, he was really uh, the key figure for uh, them winning the SPEAR program, which is the backpack program for uh, SOCOM. Oh, nice. So I just sent one out to him. I sent one out to Fisher, uh, Clint Walker, just kind of the people that had my like top list on text. It's all, all the cool kids that you just happen to know? Dude, um, just people, man. Like... No, I don't treat people like movie stars. I, don't, I wouldn't even treat movie stars like that. Like everybody's just people. Um, everybody's cool, and you know, I've met very, very few dickheads in this industry. And if you treat people with respect, you get it back, and that's how you build friendships. Yep. So uh, that segues into another question: Have you ever had one of those starstruck moments with someone that you've met in the industry like at shot show or any other time like oh my gosh it's uh yeah mr knight um yes and that was like day two of the job and i'm like oh my god like i had to sit into a meeting and he came in and i like i started sweating and was real nervous (laughs) um i guess the most surreal point or the most surreal moment I've ever had was actually at NRA this year. And I was sitting at a table with, uh, it was me, Trey Knight, uh, Lorna Noveski from Noveski Rifle Works, Chris Barrett yeah. from Barrett Firearms, uh, Kevin Brittingham from Q, uh, Mr. Knight, uh, Mark Hanish, um, Barry Duke from Surefire. And I was like, man. Oh, cow. Yeah, I'm looking around the table, and I'm like, I don't even know how I got here. It's like when the heads of the family meet in The Godfather. Yeah, and it was just, you know, it was cool. It was just everybody talking. Oh, uh, Nick from Radiant uh, and formerly AXTS. It was just, you know, it was cool to be at that level with 
people that, you know, like I'm sitting eating dinner with Mr. Knight. I'm sitting there with Lauren Nevesky and Mike from Nevesky, uh, which are amazing people that make great, great rifles. Um, Ronnie Barrett, like guys that have, you know, like they have shaped the, the, the workspace that we're in. Like, yep. there's very few people that can say that, you know, what Ronnie Barrett done, where he's developed a gun and brought it to market and made it a military product. But there's not many people that have, you know, that have that kind of panache in the parish. No. So yeah, that was probably the most surreal moment I had. And I just remember like, we finished dinner and the auction's going off and like, I just sit back and look around the table and I'm like, man, like this is, like it, I don't know if it gets like a higher point than this. And you realize that they're just people like you, like you treat them, you treat everybody with respect. Um, you don't, you know, you don't treat them like something they're not. And people generally will, you know, gravitate to that. And I'm sure if I ever met a movie star, um, you know, it, it, treating them the same way would get you better results than being like, oh my God, would you rip this stuff? Oh yep. Have you, uh, have you ever run into Steven Seagal at SHOT Show? Uh, no, I haven't, and I don't, I'm pretty sure that's probably a good thing, just because I don't need, like, him to, like, hit <laughs> keto and, like, throw me through a booth or something. <laughs> as long as someone's recording it, you can do it for the views. Oh, my God. I don't, I don't know if the internet could handle, like, my fat ass being thrown by Steven Seagal through a booth. <laughs> and he just come up and, listen, man. You know, you just got to go with the way God is. And I'm just like, I can't even handle you at this point. Hell <laughs> 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 <Hey> yeah, brother. <laughs> um, no, but I mean, you know, even some of the guys in training, like uh, being friends with those guys, it's like, it's like touching magic, like Chuck Pressburg from Press Check Consulting, Steve yeah. Fisher. Um, like I want to meet, Probably the one I, the person I want to meet is like Pat Mack, just because he's the Randy Macho Man Savage of our industry. Yep. And I think uh, I think what he does is amazing. Um, there's just so many different aspects of what's going on. There's so many good people in every avenue. And the the thing that I hope that the industry kind of goes towards is it's uh, it's not an industry of competitors. It's an industry of friends. Oh my God! Speaking of friends, there's Lance Lombard. Holy cow! What's going on, guys? So I'll, I'll do a quick intro on who Lance is. Um, Lance, as I said, is the man at Mystery Ranch. Um, he is pivotal for a lot of the relationships that are forged, and as well as like the Spear program. Um, just unbelievably great person, uh, new father, and somebody I'm very proud to call a friend. Thanks, Adam. I appreciate that, man. Glad you could jump in with our uh, shenanigans here. Yeah, yeah. No worries, man. Uh, so we were just so discussing. Right, go ahead, Adam. I was going to say, you want to start talking backpacks because Lance knows Definitely. that's my, my choice. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's what I do. I, I sell the backpacks, right? Like, uh, like like the backpacks I get at Walmart before the semester starts, like those kind of backpacks? Yeah, yeah, same exact ones, you know. Uh, <laughs> one size fits all. It's gonna, the foam's just going to eat into your shoulders. It's going to carry like crap, you know, those kind of packs. But it'll hold my Lunchables through the semester. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. And so... Uh, can you tell us a little bit about Mystery Ranch, the history of the company? And as Adam was just saying, you guys recently won some uh, pretty important contracts. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So, you know, kind of my background with the company, um, you know, I heard about Mystery Ranch um, through just being in the Navy and 
you know, seeing people in different units use gear. Um, and one of the common things that I saw a lot was machine range packs on military guys. Um, and, you know, I always think it's unique that, uh, you know, tier one guys, special forces guys are always asked about what gear they use because there's going to, it's going to last, it's going to hold up. So a lot of people are interested in what they carry. Um, so I remember one instance where, you know, a guy was talking to this deal and he was asking him about his watch and his shoes and everything else. And he asked him about his pack and he lit up his, his whole entire demeanor changed. And he started going into why it's the most comfortable pack he's ever worn, why it's completely adjustable. Um, and I was kind of blown away by that. Before I get out of the Navy, 2013, I moved to Bozeman. And I knew about Mystery Ranch. So I get on and I started shipping and kind of worked my way up into the military office. And now I help with military sales. Um, so that's my history with the company. What's really interesting is our owner, Dana and Renee, been in the pack world for 30 plus years. Dana started out basically repairing packs and making modifications to other people's packs for what they were doing. Um, so what's really cool is, you know, he was approached by some special operators and started making packs. And next thing you know, Mr. Ranch is created. That is awesome. Yeah. And what about, uh, for those uh, listening, uh, what recent interesting government contracts have you guys been able to acquire? Well, what's really cool for us is, uh, so we're part of the SPEAR program, uh, which is basically um, all the gear that is issued out to uh, guys that are in special forces. So we actually competed with a bunch of different other companies, um, ended up winning every single category of all three packs. So we actually have that entire contract. Now. So we're going to start making those deliveries and, and be the only pack option pretty much for those guys. That is awesome. Uh, something I've been curious about is uh, how did you come up with and when did you guys begin implementing the interesting uh, zipper design that's really iconic with a lot of with a lot of your backpacks, the like the the split, the three the three zip design. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think it comes from a lot of feedback from end users. You know, we don't claim to like be this company that knows everything. We ask our customers first and foremost what they need. I think everyone's had a bag where they've had smaller items fall to the bottom of that pack and then you're on a hillside and it's wet and you're in cold conditions or you're dumping your entire pack out to find the batteries or or those smaller items that fall to the bottom so for us it just made sense to do that zipper design so you have more access to your stuff so you can get to the bottom of your pack you don't have to dump everything out on the hillside and look for those smaller items that is nice because i've definitely done that exact thing before yeah, most, most people that use packs have, you know, the other thing too is we also have dual side zippers for a lot of our medical packs. So a lot of those guys that are in that world, um, you know, want rapid access to their stuff. So whether they're in a helicopter or in a vehicle, a lot of times, like for instance, on a rat's pack or rapid access trauma system, they'll keep that bag open and they have all their Velcro bags that they can just rip out of there. So as they're treating somebody, they can just grab those and they don't have to, uh, you know, unzip anything. That is awesome. What would you guys say is uh, one of your more popular pack designs? You know, probably one of our most popular packs is our uh, three-day assault pack. Yep. What's really cool about that pack is, you know, it has an iconic design. It has that three-zipper design. And when you see that next to pretty much any other backpack, I think it stands out. So a lot of people look at it and they're like, wow, that looks really cool. But, you know, they don't really dive into, like, what is actually going into that pack. So, for us, we offer two versions of it. We offer a civilian version, which doesn't have our bolster system on it. 
So our bolster system is designed for guys who are wearing plate carriers. A very common problem, guys wear plate carriers, it takes up a lot of room. The pack starts sliding back and forth on their back. And then eventually the shoulder pads will start going into their armpits, cutting off circulation, things like that. So with our bolster design, it doesn't allow it to slide back and forth on your plate carrier. Really, how does that work? So basically it's foam blocks in the back of the pack and they stand, they sit stationary on your uh, plate carrier. So I've had a lot of experience with the three day assault pack. It's been my go-to travel pack for three years. I mean, the thing that, because I'm never, you know, I'm nothing operational, nothing like that, but I travel a lot for work and you find out quickly the difference between good gear and bad gear. Mm-hmm. And I bought a my first Mystery Ranch pack, mm, I don't know, seven, eight years ago. And it was everything I traveled with when I went and did demos. Because um, there's nothing more annoying than being at an airport and needing to get your iPad that's at the bottom of the bag, but yet all of your clothes are above it. So I was like, man, this is great. Rack it open and go to the bottom. And then one, one shot show, we were real close, and I was like, no, I'm going to go over to Mystery Ranch and just tell them they're making really cool shit. And I went over and I found Lance. And I was like, hey, man, you guys make really cool shit. And that was how the friendship started. And their bags have, you know, have gotten more innovative. They've gotten the quality has always been there. That's never changed or faltered. You know, and there's not many companies in the gear industry that have a design that's a decade design either that can last the test of time. It doesn't need constant revisions or product improvement. And the investment up front, well, yes, more is going to last you. And if you amortize that over the length of you have the product, you know, if it's five years or 10 years, it really becomes pennies at that point. So yep. from a traveling, yeah, dude, there's nothing better. Yeah. What's interesting that Adam hit on, you know, is the price point. Um, you know, I talked to so many guys and, you know, they, they say, you know, price is a concern. You know, why should I pay twice, three times as much for a backpack from you guys? Talk to, you know, we build packs for professionals. So, you know, we do, a mil- we have a great military line, but we also build wildland fire packs. Um, and those guys are tough on packs. We also offer, we have a repair center at our headquarters. We have three full-time employees that are repairing bags. We have a lifetime warranty on our bags. So while you're spending more, um, what you're going to find is you're going to have a bag that one, you can individually size to you. And then two, it's going to hold up to anything that you can put it through. Um, and if it doesn't, let's say you're one of those guys that is really, really tough. You send it in and we'll do an assessment on it and charge you a minimal fee to get that bag repaired and back out. That is awesome. Uh, I've, I've grown up hunting, like big game hunting in the mountains of Colorado. And growing up, it, it seems like it'd be like almost once a year that my dad would break the zippers on a backpack and he, we'd just throw it out and you'd go to the sporting goods store and spend $60 and get another backpack. Yep. I can tell you, it's really, really frustrating to have a zipper like completely fail when you're on the side of a mountain. For sure. And it's, it's something we run into a lot, you know, with, with us. We don't skimp on materials, you know, we yeah. use oversized materials, we use more expensive materials. And that's another aspect of our cost, you know, like we're using zippers that are two, three, four times the size of other backpack companies. So you're going to get something that you can absolutely abuse. And I overstuff my bags, I beat them up because, you know, luckily I'm an employee and I can get repairs cheap, you know. 
but I'm absolutely horrible to my zippers and I don't break them. I mean, I'm stepping on my bag to get my zippers closed. That, that is awesome. And that's something that I think is really interesting to our industry that you don't see a lot in the rest of the world is that for the most part throughout uh, the firearms industry and the military gear, you, re- you really get what you pay for. If you're paying for a high-end product, you're, you're getting a high-end product that generally companies using better methods, better materials, and just more thought behind it versus just the rest of the world. If you were to go buy, like, oh, I like Oakley glasses, but just their casual wear $300 glasses really aren't that different from just standard glasses or fashion, like name brand stuff. You can pay a lot of money for some high-end name brands, and most of them will be made in the same factory in China. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and that's a, that's an interesting world as as far as like eyewear goes. I think I think for us, what's really cool is while the backpack industry is definitely like you know for us, we go to shout show. We're, we're you know we're in the gun industry. You know, we support PRS matches and core matches, and you know a lot of all the competitive shooters and stuff. And we have a lot of friends like Adam. Um, you know, is one of my best friends in the firearms industry. But what's really cool is, you know, you can have a bunch of different backpack companies in the same market, but they're selling to completely different customers, too. So I think that's what's a little bit different about us compared to the firearm industry. That is true. Do you guys have any interesting new products coming out in the near future? Well, yeah. So we, you know, recently came out with a with a jump line. Um, so that's one of our biggest uh, innovations on the military side of things. So, you know, a lot of people don't realize uh, skydiving and, and free fall in the military hasn't really changed a lot since uh, Vietnam really yeah so these guys basically were using these things called parachute drop bags or parachute deployment bags that can be rigged to jump with but they'll put like their three-day or their you know, their whatever brand uh brand bag in that edb they'll jump with it then they get to the ground they take their bag out and they just leave the pdb there they stash their chute and their container in that and they go off and do their mission so what we did is we actually incorporated our jump harnessing and our, our dual point release system into some of our most popular bags. So that now that guys in SF can jump with our products. That is very cool. I think it's interesting uh, that Adam said that one year at SHOT Show, he just wanted to come over and tell you guys that you make a great product. I feel like my first two years at SHOT Show, that's pretty much what I did most of the show is I'd see these companies like, ooh, ooh, I like, I know them. They make great stuff. It just goes. Yeah, I, I I think that's pretty much what everyone does. You know, I, I, I always tell people the, the story about my first SHOT Show. And, you know, I was one of those guys that had no business being there. Um, I didn't have business cards. I was just getting out of the Navy. Um, I basically snuck in and, and lied about having a, a FFL, <laughs> which is which is kind of funny now that I'm in the industry. And, um, you know, I know I have so many friends at different companies and stuff. But for me, it was, you know, I knew I wanted to be in this industry in some way, in some capacity. Um, and luckily, you know, it just kind of worked out. That is awesome. What did you do in the Navy? Uh, so I was a firefighter. Um, oh, awesome. So I did that. And, yeah, that's how I met my wife. And it was it was good to me. I did five years. Um, did about three and a half deployments. I extended for half of the deployment um, when I was getting out. And then uh, moved to moved to Bozeman, Montana and started working for Mr. Ranch. That is awesome. Firefighting on a ship always seemed exponentially scarier than just in a house or below deck. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely an interesting world, and you know, a lot of people don't realize too. Um, you know, with recent events, the DDG just having the uh, collision 
a lot of that's done by people that are called damage controlmen. Um, so they also do the flooding and everything else. So anytime that there's damage to a ship, they're the ones trying to save it, basically. That's crazy stuff. Did you uh, see the article about the uh, young guy that hid, like, down in the engine room of the ship for a while? I while did, the yeah. the rest of the crew thought he was overboard? Yeah, me, me and my wife were actually talking about that. And what's interesting is uh, those, a lot of people don't realize those engine rooms are super loud and they're super hot. Yeah. So let's say, you know, I, and I don't quote me on these numbers, but like, let's say, you know, you're in an environment that's 100 degrees, right, outside temperature. You go into that engine room and they actually have to do heat stress tests because you're not supposed to be in that environment for so long. So they actually have to do heat stress and make sure that they're rotating guys out so they don't get dehydrated and stuff. So I was wondering how much Gatorade that guy stored away. From. <laughs> that, that, that's crazy. Do you know why he did it or... What is you it? know, I I think it's one of those, like, you know, the Navy's, it's great. Like, I will never, ever trash talk the Navy. I, I had a great time when I did it. But, you know, for, for me personally, you know, I was on an amphib ship. Uh, so what that means is we were with Marines and Navy personnel. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're on that ship for six, nine months. You know, you're not pulling into port sometimes. Um, every 90 days, you get a beer day. So if you haven't pulled into port in 90 days, they do a beer day, you get one beer. Um, after a while, you know, you're bumping into people all the time, you're on watch and you're tired. And I think a lot of the mental game goes into that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever, um, on the amphibious ships, I've seen pictures of guys just like swimming out in the ocean. Yeah. You know, we, uh, I think when I was in, I did a total of one swim day. Um, the other thing too, to consider is, you know, you're standing watch a lot on ships. Um, so a lot of guys, you know, they may, you may have a swim day, but let's say you're on watch or duty that day. Uh, you may not get mm-hmm. So I think for most of the ones that I we had swim days, I, I had to stand watch or something, but I, I did one swim day. Nice, nice. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming on, Lance. It was really interesting getting to talk to you about your personal history and the uh, very, very interesting history of Mystery Ranch. It's exciting to see where they're going to be going and what they have in the works. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me on, guys. Thanks for the invite. No problem. Before we uh, start to wrap things up, does everyone want to give their social media plugs for those listening to go out and find you guys? Go ahead, Lance. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we're at mysteryranch.com. Um, you know, we're on Instagram and Facebook. We always post a bunch of interesting uh, wildland fire shots, military shots, and a bunch of other stuff. So if you're interested in a pack, go ahead and reach out to us online. And uh, you also give me a call at uh, 406-585-1428 during business hours, and I'll help you get into a pack. Let them know that you heard that number in this show and you'll get a free backpack. <laughs> no promises on that. Adam's going to pay for that. <laughs> oh, geez. You know I'm a, I'm a poor, lonely servant of the people. Yeah, yeah. How, how much was your night vision, Adam? Fuck you. <laughs> that's, how, that's how much it was. You know that's a low blow. <laughs> No, but see, that's what people don't understand is if you have night vision, that doesn't mean you're rich. That means that you're eating cup of noodle for the next six months. Yeah, at least, at least six months. Uh, I'm Adam Peeney. Um, you can find uh, anything about Knight's Armament at www.knightarmco.com. Uh, you can go on social media, and I think it's Knight's Armament Co. Uh, on Instagram. Uh, my personal Instagram, Adam underscore Peeney. Uh, you can reach me uh, through email at uh, A-P-I-N-I at nightarmco.com, or you can give us a call uh, during work hours, as Lance said. And they get a free M110 deployment kit, right? 
I'm going to build that one to Mystery Ranch. Long time. Uh, thank you guys for coming on. It was a blast getting to talk to you and hang out. Uh, before I wrap things up, if you guys like the show, be sure to check out the new apparel and free iPhone wallpapers for the Guns Can Beer logo at moguns.com. M-O-E-G-U-N-S. There's also a ton of ridiculously patriotic apparel there. Thank you guys for jumping on. I had a blast and hope to have you on again soon. This episode of Guns, Gear, and Beer is sponsored by SouthpawTactical.com. Use code MOGUNS for a discount and to support this podcast.